weeks during Lent, we have been walking through the Psalms. And we have learned again how much God has put into these words to encourage us, to hold us up when we need that, and also to instruct us. Our scripture today comes from Psalm 119, and these words are so important to remind ourselves who our God is and what he expects of us and how he is guiding us every moment of our lives. Hear these words from Psalm 119. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my head toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. How I long for your precepts. In your righteousness, preserve my life. Will you bow your heads as we pray for our pastor and for the teaching for this morning? Dearest Lord, we let these words soak into our hearts. These are your words. These are your instructions to us. These are our reminders of how much you love us and how much you desire that we obey and follow you and to obey what you have taught us. And as Simon comes forward in a few moments to share the message that you have laid on his heart today, we know he's got great words to share because they come from you. They come from your teachings and they come from this scripture that is so solid and so good. And so, Lord, we just prepare to open our hearts to hear that, to receive that, and pray that these things will soak in and stay in our hearts, that we may meditate on them also and learn them and hold them close and dear to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Campbell, and I'm the director of worship and mission at Marion Methodist Church. And I've been working with your pastor as a part of a preaching team that developed this sermon series, Songs of the Heart, focusing on the Psalms. And this week we have a chance to look at Psalm 119. And really the opportunity that the Lenten season gives us to reflect on and to evaluate the direction of our lives. And my hope for you this morning is that you'd experience the transforming power of God's word in your life today. Um, 
You know, in fact, I'm not sure I could have said it better myself. Um, <laughs> no, but really, it, it, it has been a real opportunity for, for us to develop this sermon series as a preaching team with five other pastors, and it just so happened that this was the week that I was in charge of developing, so that's the video um, that has gone out to all of our, our churches that are partnering with us in this series. And so um, today we are talking about direction. And I, I don't know about you, but there are a lot of times where I think to myself, how did I end up here? This happens to me a lot, and um, I think that I get it from my dad, who's here this morning, um, because when I'm real busy, um, and my mind is, is going through a bunch of different things, I'll walk into a room, and I'll stop and, and think to myself, now, how, how did I get in here? What, what was I, what was I doing? Why, why did I come into this room? And, um, you know, sometimes I remember, um, and then other times I just have to go back and try to figure it out later, right? Um, Dad, vouch for me on that one. We do that? Okay, yes. Um, and I have that, that kind of thing happen to me in bigger areas of my life as well. You know, life can sometimes move so fast, right? I, the decisions I make come and go, and all of a sudden, I end up in an unfamiliar place, a place I didn't intend to go. And sometimes this is a place in my life where I shouldn't be, a place I don't want to be. The season of Lent is an opportunity to reflect and evaluate the direction of our lives. Lent is a season that we look at where we are, and we ask ourselves how we got there and compare that to where God wants us to be. And I think we find all, all of us find ourselves at one point or another asking that question. How did I end up here? We question the direction of our lives, the decisions we made to get there. We want to be in a better place. Some of us might even want to follow the path that that God has for our lives, but we're unsure how to walk it. We're unsure how to get to where he wants us to be. How, how do you make the right decisions? How do we know the right way to go? How do we get ourselves moving in that right direction? Well, these are important questions. And as a preacher, it might be tempting for me to, to try to give you five ways which, to tell which choice is the right one or three secrets to getting your life turned around or two things you can do today to get yourself headed in the right direction. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to pretend that all of your life circumstances can be reduced into a step-by-step -step formula that will apply to every person's situation. I'm not going to project my own experience on you as a blueprint that's going to fit everyone's unique life circumstances. Because the scriptures to us today, the scriptures that Vicki just read moments ago, they aren't written to us like fortune cookies. They don't say, okay, take this job, or don't date that boy, or choose that medical treatment, or invest in GameStop. They don't say that. The scriptures don't always directly answer the question, how do I go in the right direction in this situation? The scriptures instead answer an even more important question. 
How do I become a person who goes the right direction in any situation? In any situation. Now, that might seem like a subtle turn of phrase, but it makes all the difference. Trying to answer the question, how do I go the right direction in this situation, is unhelpful because my life is different than yours. All of us face different circumstances, different challenges, different choices each and every day, right? But by seeking the answer, how do I become a person who goes in the right direction no matter the situation? That is where we put ourselves in a position to really receive the direction, the instruction, and the transformation that God has to offer us. Answering this question will help us in any circumstance, in any situation, and that is where the scriptures take us this morning. Psalm 119, uh, verses 5 through 6. This is just a couple of verses before uh, the passage that Vicki started reading, and this passage shows us the problem. The problem we face when trying to live our lives in the right direction. It says, Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. The psalm writer is basically saying, If only I could be consistent in following what God says, then I wouldn't feel so bad every time that I hear what God expects me to do. If only I could be more consistent, then I wouldn't feel so bad. And that's the problem, isn't it? That's the problem when we look around our lives and we ask, how did I end up here? We see our, our inconsistency, our inability to follow what God says. And at any time we hear what God desires from us, we only end up feeling guilty, right? We see where we are and how far we are from where we're supposed to be, and we feel at a loss to how we got there. I mean, how did I end up here? And if you were to ask my wife, my lovely wife, what the top five most annoying things about me are, one of the things that would definitely be on that list is, would be my autopilot driving habits, okay? And what I mean by that is a lot of times we'll be driving um, around town or, or somewhere else, and my mind has just gone on autopilot, okay? And Laura will turn to me, Simon, why are we going this way? We're supposed to be going the opposite direction. Where, where are you going? And my autopilot is just taking me to the places where I normally go. We're headed to the office or the grocery store, or, you know, just not the places that we're supposed to be headed. And uh, we bought a, another house in Marion a, a few years, a, about a year ago. And um, I can't even tell you how many times uh, I've ended up in my old driveway. Um, it's really embarrassing and really, really weird for the people that live there, I'm sure. Um, but by far, the time that I got in the worst trouble with my autopilot driving was on Christmas Eve a few years ago. Now, this was back when we were, um, we were in the old church, and we, we used to have the 11 p.m. Christmas Eve service, so it'd get over at midnight. You know, this was before Perry, and uh, when Laura and I were, you know, 20-somethings, we would hop in the car after that service and... Um, drive the two hours to our hometown so that we could wake up with our families on Christmas morning, right? And so, I mean, it's a late drive. 
uh, after a long day, and uh, Laura, doing what she does, it, you know, she falls asleep in the first 10 minutes, okay? So we're driving, she's asleep. And important to the, this part of the story is that um, at the time we lived uh, in the Iowa City area, so I was used to commuting to Marion every single day. And every single day, um, I, would I would be heading out of town, out of Marion, and I would take the I-380 south ramp to the Iowa City area. Um, so when, we, when the car slows down, we're headed into a lower speed area. Laura kind of opens up her eyes, probably because the car is slowing down, and there's a little bit more lights in the area. And she looks at me, Simon, why are we in Iowa City? How did we end up here? And yes, my autopilot driving had taken us 30 miles in the opposite direction and added over an hour to our, um, to our midnight trek on Christmas Eve, right? That's the problem. I think that's the problem that we face. We have bad autopilots. We do. We have bad autopilots. Our autopilot is the, is the cumulative effect of our daily decisions. And it's the things that we do without thinking. It's our patterns. And it's a bad autopilot that will inevitably take us in the wrong direction. It's a bad autopilot that puts us into positions where we can make the wrong choices in those critical moments, right? I think sometimes as people, we often focus too much on the, on the big decisions as the cause of our lives being off course. You know, if only we hadn't taken that wrong turn. If only we hadn't dated that boy or girl. If only we hadn't decided to go out that night. If only we hadn't spent our money on that. If only we hadn't cheated on our spouse. We look at the big decisions as the, course of our as the cause of our life being off course. But I think that it's our bad autopilots our patterns, our habits, the culmination of, of all of the little daily decisions that we make that put us in those places that we don't want to be and set us up for the catastrophic decisions in those critical moments that take us way off the course that God intends for us. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider your commands. When our autopilot is compromised, it is inevitable that we'll be taken off of the direction that, and path that God wants us to go. When our autopilot is faulty, those moments of realization, those, how did I end up here? Those will always be bad ones. When our autopilot is faulty, we are faced with the stark reality that we are not where we want to be left on our own, on our own, right? Our autopilots will always, always be faulty, always calibrated wrong, wrong, leading us into a place where we don't want to end up. We, we're constantly stuck, headed in the wrong direction. So the critical question, how do I become a person who goes the right direction in any situation is really how do I fix my autopilot? How do I fix my autopilot? How do I reset my autopilot to be in tune with God's direction for my life? 
Psalm 119 has the answer to this question. See, Psalm 19 is unique among the Psalms. It's the longest of the Psalms, of all the Psalms in the Bible. It's a whopping 176 verses. And these 176 verses are split into 22 different sections, one for each letter of the Hebrew alphabet, 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And each of these 22 sections contains eight verses, and every verse starts with the letter of the Hebrew alphabet for that section. It's kind of like their version of the A, you're adorable, B, you're so beautiful, right? It's on down through the whole alphabet. So throughout the psalm, there are eight different terms that, um, that are repeated over and over and over and over again. And these eight terms are all different words to describe God's teaching, God's word, God's decrees, God's promises, God's ordinances, commands, and instructions. And in fact, one in 172 out of 176 of those verses, it uses one of these words. The message of this psalm is really clear because it's repeated over and over and over again. Saturate your life with the Word of God. That's what it says in all 22 of these sections, using, using those words in every single one. Saturate your life with the Word of God. Psalm 19 in its very structure is completely saturated, completely permeated with references to the importance of the Word of God in our lives. Now, if you think back on it, we hear this even in the short selection of verses that we read this morning. We just read, one, uh, you know, two out of these 22 sections. And so we hear it over and over again. Do not let me stray from your commands. Teach me your decrees. I rejoice in following your statutes. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I will not neglect your word. Preserve my life according to your word. Direct me in the path of your commands over and over and over again the psalm writer is saying saturate my life with the word of god the psalm writer uses the structure of the psalm to drive this home the psalm itself is saturated with references to god's word the psalm writer used every letter in the alphabet all the tools that he had in his writing ability to express, to say, saturate your life with the Word of God. The Word of God is all-encompassing in total. It's applicable and useful in every area of our life, from A to Z, all of it. And when we do this, when we saturate our lives with the Word of God, when we read it, when we think about it, when we journal about it, when we talk about it, we begin to often without even realizing it, we begin to internalize the teachings, the instructions, and the truth that it holds. Verse 11 of the passage we read this morning says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. This is what starts to reset our autopilot. As we saturate our lives with the word of God, our autopilot gets recalibrated to the direction that God desires our life to go. Our natural inclinations, the things that we do without thinking, those things become actions informed by the instruction and the teaching of God's word. 
instead of our autopilot taking us in the opposite direction, our autopilot can actually help guide us on the path that God longs for us to walk, the path that brings us closer to where he wants us to be, closer to him. You see, God isn't sitting off in the distance waiting for us to fix our autopilot. He's not sitting off in the distance going, all right, come on, come on, come on, figure it out. No. Jeremiah 31 contains a promise that God is making to the people of Israel at a time where they're going 100% in the wrong direction. 100% in the wrong direction, and yet God makes them this promise. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. That's the good news. God himself came to teach us the way to live in the right direction. God didn't sit off in the distance. Come on, come on. He came to us. Jesus was the word of God made flesh. His life and teaching was completely saturated with the word of God. I mean, when Jesus was teaching, oftentimes he would do this thing where he'd say, you've heard it said, and he would quote a, a, a scripture, a law, something that the people would really know, and he, said, and he would say, but I say. And he would just completely drop the meaning of, of, and the intention that the law was written for. Over and over again, we see the saturation of God's word in Jesus' life and ministry. Jesus always lived in the right direction. His autopilot was always perfectly calibrated to God's desire for him. Jesus came to teach us directly to write the law of God upon our hearts, to reset our autopilot. And if we let him, if we let him come into our lives, when we saturate our lives with the word of God and Jesus Christ, our autopilot is redeemed and our ability to move our lives in the right direction is restored. That's the power of God. That is the power of the word of God in our lives. It can take us broken and confused, completely lost in a place that we don't want to end up, a place that we don't even know how we got there. Jesus can bring us back. Jesus can bring us back to where we belong. Then there are some of you here today, there are some of you today who probably think you're too far gone. You're too far off track. But just like the GPS on our phones, no matter how, how many wrong turns we take, it recalculating. It can recalculate. Jesus can, can recalculate the trajectory of our life, and he can help us find our way back home. No matter how lost we get, no matter how, wrong, how many wrong turns we take, Jesus can help you find the way back home. And even better than that, Jesus came to wipe your navigation history. He came to wipe it clean. In that promise that we read, it says, I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sin no more. Because it doesn't matter where you've been. Because God has a plan for where he wants you to go. He's got a plan for where he wants you to be and how to get you there. And that's to be with him 
forever. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus came to redeem our autopilot so that we can finally live our lives in the right direction towards our heavenly home with the Father forever. Because that's the destination. That's the destination of our redeemed autopilot towards the one who loves us, towards the one who made us and desires above all else that we would come to know him and live with him forever. The answer to the question, how do I become a person who goes in the right direction in any situation is this. Saturate your life. Saturate your life with the word of God. Read it. Think it. Think about it. Write about it. Talk about it. And let Jesus, the word of God made flesh, come into your life. Wipe your navigation history clean and redeem your autopilot so that you can start living in the right direction right now. Right now. Because my hope for each and every one of you is that when your time on the earth is done and you're in the heavenly kingdom you might ask yourself how did I end up here except this time you'll know the answer and it's because Jesus will be standing right in front of you welcoming you home to his place in his kingdom forever. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we know that there are so many times that we are completely at a loss to how we ended up where we are. We're lost, we're confused. And we feel like we're so far off track that there's no hope for us. But God, we know, we know that your word and that your son can bring us back, can bring us back to the place that we need to be, the, the place that you always have wanted us to be. And so God, we pray that you would, you would guide us, you would lead us to take that first step to saturate our lives with the word of God, with your word, and that we would welcome Jesus to come in, to wipe us clean, to reset our autopilot so that no matter whether we're thinking or not thinking that we'd be moving in the direction in line with your path for us. All these things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.